Hello, welcome back to Queer Perspective with your favorite queer duo, Andrew and Noms. Yay! Hello, hi. Hi, I'm eating ice cream. <laughs> She she's eating fancy ass chocolate ice cream, and honestly, I don't blame her because today's yeah. episode is the manosphere, the call inside the house. <laughs> <laughs> this episode very horror horror movie like manosphere. It's on yeah, the call inside the house. <laughs> <laughs> it was your idea, and I it was like mm -hmm. no if it's um because um. This episode, again, like every other episode, we've been talking about it for months. Uh, it started because you showed me an FD signifier uh, video about the manosphere, and you were expecting me to be all like, "Well, Andrew, what's your what's your opinion?" Okay, so so <laughs> the way I'm like, let me explain this. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, I don't remember how I came about. Oh, actually, I do know. Okay. So. There are some other creators, like, um, so you know Khadija. Oh, yeah, I love her. Khadija Bo. Yeah. And then um, there's uh, another creator. Their name is Noir. And they're kind mm -hmm. of, like, they're the two, like, I would say both of them are, like, non-binary. Mm -hmm. But, like, black femme people. Which, oh, yeah. for obvious reasons, you know, I relate to them. Yeah, so you So, <laughs> those are guess? the two creators that I would, yeah. <laughs> those are the two creators that, like, I would watch. And then I believe in, like, one of Teen Noir's, like, latest videos, um, they had FD Signifier in, um, like, mm -hmm. kind of doing, like, an interview portion. Like, it was, like, they were doing an expose about, like, a topic, but then FD Signifier, like, had a specific portion of questions that they were answering. And it was really interesting. Um, and then I was like, you know, let me see what he's doing over there, like, on his channel, right? Mm -hmm. And he has some of the best videos like ever yeah, and i think good. i've said this before maybe not like super often but i have like told you this before that like i've been so i've been desperately like wanting to hear like the pers the the perception of like life from like a male perspective like i've been mm. wanting that like so much well so it's like mm -hmm. you hear my perspective yeah but you're a man you know uh. like that's not like you're just like I'm, you're one man and you're the I'm, only yeah. man that like talks to yeah. me about stuff yeah that's so it's true. like i was like i want to see like and it's like it's a different experience when you go on like youtube and mm -hmm. then like a person is saying something and then you see like a bunch of comments like weighing in on like similar experiences or like mm, affirming yeah that's true that talking about you know yeah, so yeah, yeah. i i saw like um some of his videos i don't remember like which ones that i watched first but um essentially fd signifier is a youtube um essayist that usually makes videos about like deep dives about like you know s culture stuff i think but mostly involving of course like the black man like perspective he's a black man so it's like of course um and he did two videos on the manosphere he did one i think it was called like di dissecting the manosphere or something like that and then mm -hmm. the other one was like connecting the manosphere dude those two mm -hmm. videos are so good, especially like the second one. I was like, this is a masterpiece. This is genius. <laughs> this is everything I've ever wanted. Um, because so much of it was like, it was like, it's probably that feeling of like when, like you, when you, like you're watching like, you know, a woman or like a femme person. Explain oh, yeah. 
experience and then you're like holy fuck i get it like I was <laughs> everything makes sense everything <laughs> um and then i got so excited I sent the video to Andrew and then I did like this excited like voice recording and I was like, Andrew, this is so amazing. This is so cool. Um, you have to watch it, blah, blah, blah. And then like your reaction was kind of like, oh, thanks for sending this expose of my life back to me. It's like, I kind of these things. Kind of. Because it's like, yeah, like it's the same experience of like you said it yourself. Like whenever I'm because yeah. I watch a lot of like trans youtubers and um female Udra and uh, khadija and stuff like that and mm -hmm. i would send you the videos and you're like i already i yeah i've been there done that yeah I, it's like I've, confirmed yeah this is my life and then and you did the manosphere one and i was like yeah I <laughs> <laughs> it's nice i saw i saw all of it and yeah. i really enjoyed it uh, yeah. i really liked the long forward essayist i either do it watch it when during work or when mm -hmm. i'm jogging or something so. Doesn't it give you like satisfaction though that like you can like there's a piece of content like out there of like someone talking about like their experience or something that like they've researched or like something that like you know they've witnessed and then like your experience falls within that like doesn't that like validate it to a certain degree? I mean to some creator I think the creator that I really connect to I mean who do I connect to the most? I think I really love ContraPoints and She's a Fiddle. trans woman. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> but there's another um, person that I tend to follow, but who's a white gay man. And he talks about the oh, white okay. gay man experiences. So James Summerton is somebody that I really relate to because he does a lot of the queer uh, content on like, and especially a gay man's perspective on like media and stuff like that. Representation and like Disney and stuff like that. That's very much mm. up my alley. Mm -hmm. uh, it is. So, yes, it is. So those are the kind of like queer, white leaning queer content. I haven't found, to be honest, I guess would it be like a queer Hispanic man. Uh, I mean, perspective, I'm also, but. I'm also kind of on the search of like, basically, like I would want like the topics that we cover in our podcast, but like yeah. video, like video essay, mm -hmm. kind of, you know, like you know how like Khadija and like. You know, all of the YouTube people that like everybody we've been like, talking do, up like, to this point, they do this. Yeah, <laughs> they're doing like it's like you know they'll go back and like fact check and like do like history deep dives and like whatever. We're just like social commentators at this point. But we are. I would like <laughs> you know a channel like right. Um, I would like a channel that's like covers like topics like us, but it's much more of like a from a deep dive perspective mm. because the thing is like I feel like Khadija and like um Khadija Bo and like uh, T Noir. Mm -hmm. Both of them like, do kind of like social dynamics and like social constructs from the history of like black people, but more specifically like black women, black femmes, like and sometimes like because they're non-binary and I think they are like queer. Um, I think I'm not sure, but sometimes it does like come up. But um and FD signifier, like he's a straight black man, so it's like of course it's still with that like straight lens. Um, so I would love like if that intersection of like everything actually Am I just describing describing Cat Black? Yes, Cat uh, Black's the best. She does I watched all a video from Cat Black today. <laughs> um, but I mean, unrelated to to all of this, like that we're gonna be talking about. But yeah. I did watch a video of hers like today, and I was like, I should be watching more of her videos. If She's I'm being awesome! Honest. Oh my yeah. god, I've like every time she comes with like her true tea videos because it's like I like Cat Black 
more because it's a lot more casual. It's mm. like, and her point is like, you know, let's bring out our op 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 opinions or our perspective or our true tea, as she calls it, with mm -hmm. no filter, and we're going to discuss it. I mean, honestly, that is like the opposite of the manosphere is what we're talking about right now. <laughs> no, legit. It's, you know, we need something to it's kind of push odd, in the blow. That odd queer okay. laugh. So let me get back to like telling the story, right? So uh -huh. um, then when I sent all of this to like Andrew, Andrew is of course like, yeah, you're trying to like narrate my life back to me. You know, <laughs> I've already, I already know this. It's only you that doesn't know this. Um, yeah, and then I think we start exactly, talking about like but... how, um, and then I think we start talking about like how, cause I remember mentioning like, I'm like, holy shit. Like, I'm like, if this is what's going on with men like behind the scenes like how come this has never come up like in any conversation that like we'll make because we've made two episodes about men before yes and it did. was very much from the perspective of like men suck like kind of like from the feminist lens quote unquote and i'm calling it, it modern like, feminism if, if i were gonna say it was mostly on the sense of like men suck but we it was more like a uh a deep dive or a more nuanced tote why do we say men suck and kind of yeah going we were from trying. there we were yeah, trying. trying. It's it trying. was it was tough. I mean, I tried. I know I did. Yeah, I was. I felt trying. like I had to tough. as a yeah. man, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like obviously, I had to be devil's advocate there. So. Mm -hmm. uh. <laughs> so I I just found it interesting that like this particular conversation because I will say like our two other like men episode that we've done, mm -hmm. it feels much more like outside looking in yes. rather than inside the storm looking out yes so this is gonna be inside the storm looking out yeah i'm gonna be taking a big back seat i <laughs> just eat my ice cream very quietly while andrew is just explaining his you know it's gonna be very similar to like our black queers episode yes. like the whole time like every 30 minutes you would be like okay mm -hmm. the next question is uh -huh. this and i would be like <laughs> I would be like talking for like thirty minutes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> and then occasionally you would be like, "What that happens?" And I would be like, "Yeah." And then that would just be that would know, that would be my input for the episode. Yeah. Love um. That. Okay. I'm ready for my turn. <laughs> okay. Let's, so. Um. Okay. Uh, Andrew. Yes. Question number one. As a professional why? man, yes. <laughs> <laughs> why do you think um, the manosphere exists, and how do you think it came about? The manosphere. The manosphere is definitely, how do I put it, a kind of, like, bubble that probably started forming around, like, modern manosphere probably started forming around, like, 2008. 2009 during like 4chan and all that mm. kind of like dark mm -hmm. web bullshit um if i were to say reddit. like 100 percent, reddit is definitely one of the founders mm -hmm. right there um because <laughs> it's like the idea behind it is that with the feminist revolutions and the lgbt uh, rights movements and stuff like that and a lot of black lives matter it does um, seem like diversity is on the rise or whatever you want to believe in. And that a lot of pe people are gaining rights, more or less. At least that's what it looks like from a surface level. That's what it seems. Well, a lot more than... It's definitely but, in conversation more so than before. A hundred percent. Like, it's a lot more yeah. prevalent 
in the yeah. politics and in the conversation. And there's one quote, I don't remember who said it, but when privilege meets equality, it feels ad it feels adversity or something like that. And that's kind of like, it, no. Wasn't it, wasn't it like when it, I think it's like the, it's, I don't think it's adversity. I think it's like oppression or something. Oppression. When privilege yeah. sees equality, it, it feels oppression or something. Yeah, it feels like oppression. Um, because, yeah. so that's kind of like the basis, like the seed that started off this growth. Like, mm -hmm. the Manosphere was definitely this kind of idea of like, a lot of like these political movements are kind of becoming more and more... Uh, prominent in the political scene and the manosphere kind of was just a bunch of like men on the internet kind of like bemoaning it because there was almost as like an existential not dread but there was like this like i remember back in the in 2008 when i was online and stuff like that there was this kind of like 2008 wasn't that the recession mm-hmm yeah. Well, <laughs> there you have it, folks. It was the recession's fault. <laughs> no. What was I going to say? I was going to say, like, most guys at that time felt like, for lack of a better term, old forms of masculinity that was sort of like in the dominance before the nine, well, before 2008 and stuff like that was kind of like, becoming more and more obsolete. But they didn't really have the verbiage to come to that acknowledgement. Like that, it's the Old idea of the- masculinity? What are we talking about? Uh, the typical like 1950s man, you get, when you raise up, you get a job, you get married, that kind of okay. mentality. That's that, not a, okay. Yeah. Okay. No, yeah, if you have a question, ask. Um, <laughs> I think, I think it's just, all of this is very foreign to me. Really? Um, yeah. Well, <laughs> Well, uh, you're talking about existential dread over losing the the traditional meaning of exactly. what masculinity means. I don't, I don't know her. I know <laughs> you don't know her. <laughs> I know, I know. And I'm not saying this is okay. I'm saying like this is valid in their minds, but it, it's not really valid. Yeah, so, yeah. The other thing, the other thing is that like when oh my god, when Andrew and I were talking about this. It was very from the perspective of like, um, again, it's kind of like when you're talking about, um, it's that idea of like you're talking about something from inside rather than yes. just as an outsider. So it's like when you're explaining something from the inside, everything makes sense. It's kind of like your own feelings mm -hmm. to a certain degree. Like if you're explaining it to somebody, like you think that like everything is warranted. So the way yeah. that Andrew is going to be explaining explaining it is going to come off that way, um, mm. which is tough pill Fun. to swallow maybe it's it's because <laughs> it's all coming from like uh in the fd uh signifier video there's this concept of like an edged lord which is like this idea of like trying to be the the rebel the last vestige of masculinity like being batman because i'm like the only one who knows the right thing because i know the old ways or blah 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 like you know masculinity back in the old days Generally speaking, that was like kind of like forming on the internet scene 2008, 2009, 2000, like early 2010s. Uh, that's usually, I think, when the Gamergate happened. Okay. 
Do you remember what Gamergate was? I don't even think you were here when that happened. Dude, no, I wasn't. Um, I was Ga- living in a whole different country, so... Yeah. Gamergate was, like, um, around that time, there was a lot of, like, harassment. Just straight-up harassment to, like, female women presenting anything feminist. This on one's, like, most- right now. Yeah, but this was specifically, like, gamers attacking. So it was mostly, like... People attacking like uh, female report women reporters on gaming sites and stuff like that, and was kind of the, like was this the beginning of it? Because I've heard of things happening like that, like this but year. this, but this is like like unprecedented, and it was very much backed behind the idea of like oppressing this feminist ideal. And it's like you may be thinking like it's happening that it's been around for like ever this kind of like internet uh, mob mentality that's anti-feminist. Mm-hmm. And this is like the origins of the manosphere. Um, why? It was around like, again, how can I put it? There was this existential dread that these guy, boys, these boys were feeling that they were seeing that there was more prominent women in their industries, like in STEM and like in gaming and stuff like that. And they were seeing like diversity such as like queer representation and uh, POCs and stuff like that. And there was a lot of, it was almost just like they didn't like notice it, but then they noticed it. So the response I... was to be harassing and like mm-hmm. edge lords and like trolling most accounts. Like if you were a woman or queer or POC around 2012, like on the internet, God help you. <laughs> and it's like and it's like I don't and the thing is is like I've seen the change that where the mom mentality was more along the lines of like the men or being like an asshole <laughs> to like now it's like queer or like we're all in our own bubbles and stuff like that but I remember back in the day like it was like uh men were very much uh very attacking like almost anybody online especially in like gaming forums and stuff like that uh, who wasn't like a man like a traditional mm-hmm. heteronormal man i remember fd signifier sp- said um what was the the term of like the superman person do you remember what do you mean the superman in his videos that he talked about which is kind of like the that ideal guy the he- mm. hegemonic or whatever. Oh, is that what that means? To be honest, he kept saying it, and I was like, <laughs> I have no idea what that means. I mean, if and you hegemonic, ever... let's find out right now. Hegemonic masculinity. Ooh. Yes, hegemonic masculinity. If you want to know what hegemonic masculinity is on like internet terms, if you're looking at incel kind of information, uh, it's the Chad. You know the Chad. Okay, so I'll read the definition. So yes. hegemonic masculinity is defined as a practice that legitimize, legitimizes men's dominant position in society and justifies the subord- subordination of the common male population and male population and women and other marginalized ways of being a man. Mm-hmm. So, so this is just reinforcing it's so that's why like that's perfectly why that in 2012 a bunch of gamers were harassing women online Th- that's why they were also harassing queer people that's why they were also harassing the hegemonic man was like that idea of like we're losing our throne 
and we're going to fight back in any petty way we can. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the very beginnings of it. Like that's mm-hmm. like the like this is like a problem that's been festering for a while when people weren't looking. And now people are looking and this is kind of like overblown and that's why the manosphere is so prevalent. I'm not surprised that so many people uh, follow the manosphere, so many men or straight guys, because it's like, this has been going ongoing issue for a decade now. No, but legit, even this whole thing about like hegemonic masculinity. So there's like four dimensions of it. It's like ideal type masculinity, which mm-hmm. I'm assuming is like the, you know, you have to have abs, you have to have a deep voice, you have to have a job, you have to be making like a certain amount of money. You have to be like an alpha male the hierarchical like ranking of self and others so it's like Mm -hmm. i'm top dog i'm alpha everybody else like bows to me then it's like the subordination of women and the subordination of women like behavior which Mm -hmm. is literally the whole like i hate women and i hate femininity thing literally what i've been talking about in my in the history of the manosphere chapter Mm -hmm. one Mm -hmm. the gamergate is like literally hegemonic man uh mentality just Meets done marginalized in marginalized society and just in, a, to, yeah. in, in, in an example of it being shown on like the internet which is mm-hmm. where it eventually evolved to the manosphere mm-hmm. um because most of these guys that were there they mostly some of them did like become manosphere people so mm-hmm. uh so that's the origins or that's the beginning or the like the seeds um so it was that the question like where did it come from yeah. it definitely came from like this idea like this was probably like, since we're, the internet was starting to become more and more like ubiquitous mm-hmm. uh and we were start like men who have that hegemonic man mentality hegemonic masculinity mentality started seeing diversity and mm-hmm. like it just sort of kicked in in their heads mm-hmm. um and they started like pushing back mm-hmm I, I th- okay, I do not have a question, but I think mm. I think at some point I was trying to figure out like why does it it's like even if you feel threatened, like why does it garner like that kind of like reaction? Why does it garner that's a good question. Why does um they garner that kind of reaction? And it le- I would like to say like boomer mentality. Um definitely that kind of raise that of like might makes right kind of sense and not even being like self reflective that you're being generally triggered well a lot of like a lot of the boomer generation is acting from a triggered state like, yeah that, always, almost so always. this is just a triggered state of a just yeah. another generation of a younger generation millennials yeah. pretty much um it it's generally like it's not like a deep think it's not like ooh. it's more like i'm triggered because i'm seeing people that aren't me and i feel like i need to do something and what i've taught to do is to be an asshole but I think, but I think too, like the other thing that maybe sometimes, like I feel like is is forgotten in like the description of like systems like capital or like oppressive systems like capitalism or like mm-hmm. just general like gender roles and like you know anti feminism like all those things. Um, it's the idea that like if it's doing if the system is doing its job well, there's no need to have like uh uh one figure like enforcing it it's like the people themselves exactly will police their and that's exactly and what happened yeah that's exactly what happened it's like the systems that beat these boys felt entitled to their safe space of gaming uh or their safe space on the internet 
And they kind of were like any kind of thing. They would harass and dox and do other horrible things. No, but that's the other thing that like, you know, in... Because again, every time like Andrew and I bring up like a conversation about like anything on the podcast, we've had like at least one conversation. But a lot of times, like at least like a good two or three like conversation about that topic. And like the crux of like what we got to is that a lot of the times like this kind of reaction comes from a combination of like entitlement and yes. wanting to control like what's going on yeah. and then doing that in the most like like or not in the most but in a kind of like triggered state primal kind of like reaction yeah. where it's like i have to squash the competition like literally yeah. um and it's like a lot of the times like when you're looking at like what's applauded in terms of like masculinity and things like that it's it makes sense because a lot of behaviors that are seen as like masculine are kind of destructive. Yes. So it makes sense that like the way to kind of establish your control and establish the fact that you're your top dog is just to just squash just to the break competition. It. Even if yeah. the competition is like something that doesn't want to fight or yeah. it's just femininity or feminism. Yeah, or if general. it has nothing to do with anything at all. Like um because even to this point, like when we're looking at like feminism and like guys that feel threatened by femi- feminism, it's it's kind of like the way that I see it because so many men haven't like changed even with the rise of like feminism Mm -hmm. that like to me I'm like those two things are completely separate it's like you can still have like your top dog like mentality or whatever and have femininity have like its corner but then the whole point that like there's people backing it up in the first place already doesn't want femininity to have its own corner yeah and that's kind of like the triggered state of it it's almost as like we make this joke a lot. It's the idea of like you have mold in the house, so you put like a tarp over yeah, it. And yeah. And any sign of mold that you see anywhere else, you freak out. Yeah. <laughs> you it's put like more you tarps. Just cover the mold and you're like, mm, <laughs> cover it all up. So it's that kind of like triggered response. I say like most of the manosphere, they even though they claim to have like this logical kind of thing, I, they're not. It's in a purely emotional state. Mm hmm. And that puts me to the next point because the Manosphere thing is kind of like a response to the fact that Gamergate and that kind of shit was kind of like not really working. And it, and like politically now we've leaned, I don't know, because I'm going to say we lean more left, but I think we leaned more to our sides because the left is more left and the right is more right. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah. so it's that kind of thing everybody's a lot more firm in their beliefs now well well i th- i think you know with the rise of like information definitely i think yes. the people that like like somebody like me that would have been considered like left is like thoroughly radicalized yes. now you know yeah me too um, and i'm putting those words like in quotation like the left and radicalized like in quotation but like i mean radicalization my... is based on perspective things that you right. think are normal for you is completely radical for like right. people who right. are like churchgoers and stuff like that they think you're right. fucking demonic right. <laughs> me too <laughs> 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 no yeah like for sure so it's like you know quotations because like those things are like subjective it's all about whatever, perspective I, yeah yeah but I, i'm pretty sure by like objectively speaking it's like it's like i know too many history things yeah um and history like i ruins have too it. much distrust generally speaking for like governmental bodies um <laughs> you know to be considered just a regular regular like person that's not like radicalized or whatever um but, but yeah, like, totally, totally, like, agree with your point. So the rise of the manosphere currently, um, because their tactics didn't work, is that 
it is kind of like as much as like it's not perfect and it's not to our ideal there has more representations of pocs representation of lgbt representation of women in general and media and stuff like that and in gaming and usually in circles that are like centered around men now it's not just men it's centered around all sorts of demographics and it's definitely that kind of like sensation of like the same reason why like Christians hate it seeing LGBT representation because of the sanctity of marriage. It's like, it's finally becoming normalized, uh, the diversity in this country, or at least the media, to mm -hmm. the point that it's like, now you're going to have to address the fact that these people are here. And the manosphere, and some people just don't want to address it. Let's be honest. They want to stay in their bubble, not believe anything, uh -huh. and that go to their own space. So that's kind of like where the rise of the manosphere podcast people started coming up that there's like i'm a vestige of you know old masculinity hegemonic man masculinity i'm a chad i'm a i don't let uh feminism get in my way or gays or whatever the fuck they believe um i so. think <clears throat> i think what's nuts about about like the manosphere like in general is mm -hmm. Um, because for me, like, I was kind of like, okay, even if, like, for example, it's kind of like, I know that there are cults on the internet. Does that mean that I'm going to find myself in a cult? I was, really. in a cult. Not <laughs> <laughs> I was in a cult. I was a hell of a witness. Not, but not an internet cult. Like, it's kind of like, my, my point here is that, like, what I'm, I'm like, you know, we're all on the internet, like, 24-7. Yeah. But it's like, if there's a cult happening they're targeting like a specific group of people yes they are and cults generally speaking are kind of contained mm -hmm. to a certain point um because like the specific mix of you know characteristics that they need in a person is like pretty specific so it's like what i'm saying is that like even me even if i'm browsing on the internet like every day it's not likely that i'll ever even encounter any kind of mm -hmm. like indoctrination information or um you know movement to get me like into a cult but what's interesting and kind of terrifying about the manosphere is that and and i've heard this from like from you and from like other like male creators but it's kind of like the idea of like if you're as a man or as a young boy if you're looking for like any kind of information on how to get better or how to improve yourself at some point you end up in the manosphere you mm -hmm. end up in that right wing like space anyways yeah like it doesn't okay. matter like one thing that like fd signifier was saying he was like basically you could be like a guy and you're like okay you're looking up like how to like how can i cut my hair better mm -hmm. how can i talk to girls better like how do i dress how do i blah 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 and then it's like when those types of like creators that are making that are making that kind of content that is supposed to help men get better mm -hmm. at some point throughout the years of them making that content it just becomes like propaganda for like this hegemonic like masculinity um you know idea where it's like strength capital like go for capital your feelings are valid but kind of ignore them because you need to be strong all the time and you're a leader you're alpha and also don't let these women tear you down or whatever and like uh feminism is disgusting mm. like that always feels like the end point or not even the end point but like a for sure like stop sign well okay so my job in this podcast is sort of to connect the dots for the non-manosphere people because i i don't think i was part of it but i'm definitely like channeling my inner incel 
channeling my inner angst team, edgelord. Um, you know, I was a gamer and I didn't, I wasn't like the other. Was a gamer? I am a still a fucking gamer. I play like a thousand <laughs> games at the fucking time. Yeah. I mean, I'm playing the new Xenoblade. It's really fun. I'm playing Genshin. Yeah. It's really fun. I'm, I'm, a, I'm wearing a shirt that says gamer. That has, <laughs> like, <laughs> like gamer. I, gamer. I am a hundred percent a gamer. If I'm more gamer than gay or Cuban, but I am channeling that kind of energy and uh, I'm trying to connect the dots of like, how, how does it get there? Um, and it does come again, an idea. And it's one thing that even though I do consider myself on the left politically and I'm very radical, one thing is that there isn't a concrete place for a man on the left. And I think this is where we tend to like a little bit butt heads because it's like, as much as we say like, well, feminism has a place for man, but it's like the origin of feminism is to find a place in this p- political climate for women. Uh, it's. I don't think, I don't remember that being the origin. Cause I remember being very young and seeing like a bunch of people on the internet being like, ooh, feminism bad. And then I looked up the definition of like feminism and then it was like equal rights for all. And I was like, okay, what's the big deal? Why is everyone mad? Let's see so, what the definition of feminism. I think maybe like when it emerged on the internet, like that was like the front facing thing where it was like, oh, this is for like women and stuff. But the definition of it, like that's not what it is. Let me see the definition. Feminism definition. Uh, advocacy of women's rights on the basis of equality of the sexes. It's equality. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> quality of the sexes on the basis of women because women were always on the side of like the oppressed. So that's the whole pain. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like being, it's the point of this is like getting angry at Black Lives Matter that they're not including white people or something like that. Like mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter is for, it's in the name. Feminism, it's in the name. Even though they well, do have true. all around people, it's, how, how can I put it? It's like, there isn't a like end goal for the common man in feminism. Feminism is for like pushing politically for, uh, uh, like for abortion rights or contraception or mm-hmm. uh, you know other forms of feminine rights uh, such as like trans femininity and those kind of rights and stuff like that. Um, but I think I think one thing to to also like acknowledge is that like I don't I think even if how do I say this like even if there had been space in feminism for men under patriarchy i'm not sure it looks that appealing to men anyways just because like the (laughs) systems the systems that be like that are like at work it's like ultimately being on the how do you say being on the left and on the right like your political swing or whatever it's like even men that are like have like let's say a higher moral ground or higher like you know um empathy for like humanity and things and like human like human rights and things like that and they're like on the left or they're more like left-leaning or whatever um they're still men that are operating under the patriarchy so it's like their empathy can only go so far before it starts challenging their masculinity and this idea of like again hegemonic um hegemonic masculinity well because okay. at the end of the day it's like question, if you're advocating quest- i have a question for you okay is there any form of good masculinity and can you say it 
from your perspective? What do you what good feminine masculine like what you already saying like hegemonic masculinity, but what is considerably good masculinity in your eyes? A in good masculine trite. Yes. Um a good masculine person or like good masculine traits? Anything. I mean, the way that I think about it, generally speaking, what I want from like a guy is like or what I want from like not even a guy, like it's like my dad or like my brother. Mm. Like I wish there was like less That's a good point. Dad energy. challenging of like my ideas because mm. a lot of times like I feel like I'll say something, I'll contribute to the conversation. And I know that I'm making good points because like I'm a mm-hmm. good speaker, like a good um argument or discuss or whatever. Um and then it's like an instinct of like, nope, I'm not gonna listen to you because like you're making too much sense right now or you're making Wait, more sense I'm than confused. me. Or... I'm said a good point of masculinity. You're already diving into the no, bad points. No, so no, but my point <laughs> my point is is saying like are yeah, you saying you are you that. asking me for like examples yeah, like something. in real life? Something. Examples? I mean, I even think in like from, a like, show our or something. Our relationship? I would really? say like our relationship. <laughs> the way they're really? like really? <laughs> No, because I think a lot of times like <laughs> I, I think I think the way that I can evaluate or that I evaluate like good masculinity is kind of like this idea of like in a lot of ways like you're still I think you you still get to be like in your masculine energy mm-hmm. but it's like if I say something or if I challenge you on something or if I challenge your view or like push you to have like more empathy in like a specific situation um, I feel heard. I feel listened to. Ooh, I feel like you yes. can come to like. <laughs> you're like, yes. like yes, yes. I um, am like I you. feel like we can come to an agreement, or at the very least, mm. even if we don't come to an agreement, you can respect my point and kind yes. of say yes, that makes sense, but mm-hmm. maybe not for me. Mm-hmm. And I think, and it's just that point of like mutual respect. I'm mm-hmm. not being shot down because yeah. I have boobs or because I have a vagina. I'm not being shot de- <laughs> shot down because I'm shorter or because like my voice is like, you know, like what's wrong with your voice? Like whatever. Oh, mm. um, yeah. Like, that's that's what I mean. So it's like all of the things. Like if we're having like a good debate, like and you're like noms, like that doesn't make sense. Like I know that I'm truly not fucking making sense mm. because that like you pushing back on like things that i say in our discussions are based on objective stuff not like stupid like oh you're a woman so i but must like, i, I must be challenged for no reason <laughs> <laughs> the way you're like blushing <laughs> oh okay um okay great fabulous what was it but the point is is that i was trying mm-hmm. to make is that mm-hmm. generally speaking i mean like there's no like man, man, quote unquote, movement on the left. That, that was the point I was trying to make. Uh, if it was, it would be like more centered, like Black Lives Matter or something like that. But or, I feel like yeah. I what I like what I was trying to say is that I feel like it's a conflict of interest. It is to some degree, um, because it's like, well, I have a question. Why? Well, yeah, it's patriarchal and this idea that men is supposed to be in, not even like because the thing with hegemonic men, it's like. It's not even like all men, it's sort of like top men. It's more like the CEOs and the business leaders and the politicians and stuff like that. One thing, there was one thing a, that came Yeah. One thing that became like really really obvious to me though is that like so so okay, in my position like as I am right now, it's mm-hmm. like 
there's not much space for me to move up in terms of like social hierarchy right it's like mm-hmm. um it's like i already have big boobs i already have a curvy body like it's even if i'm thin it's not gonna be like the thin that i should be in order to get mm-hmm. like you know societal praise or whatever i'm never gonna have like long straight like blonde hair i'm never gonna have like white skin or whatever so it's like there's not that much room for me to like move up and like be better in terms of like social hierarchy and i feel like in a lot of ways that humbled me because it was no. it's the idea of like oh even if i like it's the idea of like why do i need to kill myself trying to make myself prettier and like whatever even yeah. though i know that i'll never reach that standard yeah but i think in a lot of ways like that's never really told to men or it's like and especially for like no, a white guy no, who's like not. a white gamer when you're no, looking no, no. at somebody like elon musk or mark zuckerberg <gasps> oh, like it's him. like you know like you feel like it's attainable to you because you see so many so much of yourself like, because it people. is them he is a it is, white yeah, it is them so it's like it's <laughs> that entitlement of like I should I be able be. to have access. I yes. should be that. Yes. Like not even like I could be because that's more like a dream. It's like I should be that. I, I that could. Should be it's me. like I will People be there. should see that potential that like, in me kind so of thing. That is so innate in the manosphere. And they usually prop yeah. up those like billionaires and kajillionaires and with their own fucking space stations. Mm-hmm. Like prop them up as like this could be you. It's the mm-hmm. American dream. Mm-hmm. Look at you. All mm-hmm. you had was like a moderate family who like had paid them and was not i think it was like upper middle class and yeah. then you could easily get a multi-billion dollar company if you kind of muscle yourself in and sue the other founders to be the only one Dude. <laughs> um okay but i think I, but the point is is that it is true you brought up a good point that there isn't anything on the left where the feminists and the Black Lives Matter movements are when it comes to like traditional straight men, simply because it's like the powers that be are already where the top white man or top masculine energy or hegemonic man is, and it's firmly set on the right. They firmly set themselves. It's like, it's all those old hundred year old senators that are still like push making the same rules, you know, during segregation times, it's still that kind of energy. And that's mm-hmm. where it's like the power is, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but the thing is, is that one thing about uh, this hegemonic man mentality and like this Chad mentality is that it's very much like a pyramid scheme in the idea that not, it's, it's literally for the people that are already on the top. And the way that they trick or manipulate everybody else is that they make that dream kind of like very ever present for most men um why because i read an article specifically about this manosphere man and there is the concern of like why is he so appealing to teenage boys and stuff like that a he's the hegemonic man like not personified but parodied almost if you were gonna um say uh because he, he definitely puts that ideal, but he is a, for lack of a better word, a predator. Um, and he understands the existential crisis of boys and men. And then he uses that, and most other manosphere, like, uh, pe- people, inspirational speakers, kind of like, 
tap into that existential, like, obsolete uh, redundancy of manhood. It's the idea, like, the old way of man in this political climate, like the 1950s misogynist man, there's no space for them now. So there is this sense of, like, purposelessness. This kind of, like, uh, how do I put, like, worthlessness that most, like, guys kind of, like, experience. And you may be wondering, like, most straight men I men don't feel like they're worthless. And it's, like, they kind of mask it with this masculinity. Heck, it's in the name. Masculinity. Ha <laughs> ha. Mm. <laughs> While you're trying to eat your ice cream from the broken container. No, I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like shoving um, ice cream down my throat. Because you you obviously need it. Um, what was I gonna say? But like, uh, it's this idea of like there is a idea that most teenage boys, most men, especially when they're young, kind of have are like in this lost state. Almost they almost feel like where where am I going? What am I gonna do? What is the point of my life? Yada yada yada. Um. I feel expendable, I feel pointless, I feel like the, how do I, how do I put it? Like the inner angsty teenage boy does this thing like I'm worthless, if I were to die, would anybody miss me? Does anybody really care about me? And typical patriarchy kind of doesn't even like want to acknowledge those kind of like basic forms of depression. <laughs> um, and it usually is like that kind of sense of like when you're kind of like lost in a drift and maybe out straight out of college and like most in patriarchy, your value is based on your career. And so it comes into this place because of like the economy, because it's like the difficulty of it, because all sorts of different factors, it's hard to get a job. So their value kind of like as a person since like in a patriarchal society the common man is supposed to get a job and be or course they don't get that so their sense of value and sense of worth is almost like gone you know that's why it's like this idea of like men who are like failing at a school or in a dead end job or can't get a job or feel like lonely, the manosphere kind of like predates or like attaches themselves to them because they really like manosphere people always start off with like, I know you feel worthless. They are like validating those feelings in those spaces. Um, as somebody who looks like them validating their spaces, like any kind of young teenage person will listen to them. And that's how they kind of get, it's the equivalent of like, like a predator preying on children and stuff like that, validating their loneliness and stuff like that, and then profiting them off of them. The only difference instead of like using them for sexual reasons, this is more for like money making reasons. That's why all these like manosphere people are like inspirational speakers and talking crowds and book shows and stuff like that, because they're trying to pretty much milk the kind of like lost um, young 20 year old lost man who feels like their value in society is worthless because a in a patriarchal society you need a job and a wife and you know it, the climate now is just that's not it you know mm -hmm. and there isn't a tradition or like a masculine quote-unquote way for them to cope with it when it's, it's therapy but <laughs> um 
the hegemonic man is very much ingrained of like their sense of value that uh, pursuing something like therapy would be admitting your own weakness, which is also admitting that you're not this ideal man, which is, you know, exponentially making them feel worse. So they rather listen to a man who obviously has ulterior motives saying, hey, bucko, I know times are tough, but if you, you know, listen to my videos and listen to me, uh, I could show you purchase how you program. could- yeah, purchase my program for only like 199 whatever, for 100%, uh, <laughs> you can, you know, come to me. I, I think, I think even the way I'm like, how do I say this in a way that's like not going to be fucked up? I mean, it's a very, I'm already, I use the whole, and it's like these people that in the manosphere are those kind of people are like, they do that to women. They're just using the same tactics on men for profit. You know what I'm saying? They're I... trying to like target weak people, not weak people, but target like lonely depressed mm -hmm. people which i think as a generation we're kind of all going through that it's just it's like if you're like a white man it's sort of like like i said the patriarchy the systems that be it's sort of like your bastions are like the church or you know your you know that kind of energy there has they haven't really updated for modern times to be frank mm -hmm. they haven't really become more modernized and tried to encapsulate like other worldviews and other perspectives they're kind of just still stuck in the 40s and 50s and that's not doing it anymore we're in a different economy like a fucking dollar would go a mile back then so like it mm -hmm. ain't the same and i'm not gonna say that this is all justified mentality because in reality it's sort of like part of me sympathizes and empathizes with that kind of mentality because i've experienced it we've had these conversations that i feel like i'm ugly and i don't follow that typical masculine figure and because of that that's why i'm single and alone and gonna die alone and yada 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 and nobody's gonna come to my funeral and blah 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 mm -hmm. and poor me and play the violin for me it's that kind of like because it's like usually when um, men or like, I guess, more aggressive or male presenting or more testosterone Latin people deal with this depression, there's almost like an all or nothing mentality to this whole situation. Since I'm not mm -hmm. going to fix this problem, I might as well end it or take a lot of people with me or just like believe that I'm just going to be alone forever. I mean, mm -hmm. it's that kind of like same mentality, the same kind of essentialism why we have so many well one of the one of the bazillion problems why there's so many like shooters in this country i mean the mm -hmm. real problem is gun control but still that's like part of it the the whole like there isn't a the only people that are profiting off of the mental health of young men are manosphere people um so what i was what i was going to say is that like if there was a system like this that was mm -hmm. robust for like that was this robust for making sure that people were getting like their needs met or like mm -hmm. their rights you know protected and met and uh just advocated for and things like that like that kind of like robust like system would be admirable 
But then in this case, it's like it's so terrifying because it literally just kind of feeds into itself in like a mm-hmm. really sick way. Like I I a lot of times like when you and I are talking, like I'll mention, you know, the the individualism yes. in American culture versus like the more community oriented um upbringing that like both you and i have um Mm -hmm. just based on the fact that like you know our families aren't like american families right caribbean families (laughs) yeah um but it's kind of like the way hegemonic masculinity works is like is the idea that like it's like you're it's like your self-worth is evaluated on how well you perform everyone else is your competition yeah there's no solace in finding community with mm-hmm. your peers or people that look like you mm-hmm. because you can't trust anybody because everyone's your adver- like ad- yes. adversary or like everybody could take your opportunity everybody could take the woman that you want or like whatever that whatever that it is everybody could stab you in the back yes and then on top of it the the grading scale that defines success for an individual under hegemonic masculinity is so far out of reach for the regular person yes that it keeps everyone trapped in like this rat race of like constantly feeling like oh i need to try harder i need to try harder and all of this is just fueled by this fake promise that yes masculinity gives like hegemonic masculinity masculinity gives where it's like it's kind of like that thing of like oh if you follow all of my rules and like if you um you know mold yourself to become the ideal masculine person and you make sure that like you repress everyone else so that you're the top gun like top guy Mm -hmm. or like whatever that you're going to be rewarded and all of this is going to be worth it and um it's going to come to a point you're going to get everything that you want and it's like it's it's this self-feeding thing because mm-hmm. all of like the the whole the pillars of like hegemonic masculinity masculinity is the whole reason why it's able to like exist in like a like cyclical way mm-hmm. it's like even that whole idea of like what you're talking about where it's like you know the manosphere like figures are like kind of tapping into like the way that all men like feel they're tapping without, into like, that isolation that is brought a bit by their own system it's the idea yeah. of it's like you're saying yourself it's a it's a zero-sum game that there's mm-hmm. only one winner and they all believe mm-hmm. that it's like fucking squid game or something that they're mm-hmm. all gonna die at the end and it end. promises to everyone like that they're gonna the be winner a winner yeah because but it's only based one on like yeah it's based on like the individual it's based yeah. on like you know all those things so being in that in that game is isolating it's loaning it's depressive most boys and teenage men are very much targeted that they're gonna be like businessmen and stuff like that they're gonna go into like make their money they're gonna be big bosses and stuff like that it's it's the i think it's like the masculine version of mlms uh, multi-level marketing except it's a lot more insidious i think because it's very much uh tapping into the uh, isolation, the vulnerability that this whole system puts you in. And mm-hmm. these men are deliberately profiting 
off of that vulnerability and not even making them better people. They're not even like telling them like certain may tell them like, Hey, being so hurtful on yourself is not going to be productive, but they always twist it to either productivity or to go against the like feminism or other sort of political parties that it's easy to make a target because it's like, they're not participating in the hegemonic man uh, or the patriarchal or the, the, the rat race of it all. I'm, I'm a little bit enthralled with this whole like four dimensions of the hegemonic masculinity point, because I remember when we were first talking about this topic and then Mm -hmm. I was saying to you, I was like, okay, but all of these things in terms of like, you feel like you're a cog in the machine. You feel like your person like doesn't matter. You feel like you're never enough. You feel like you constantly have to strive more. You feel like nothing about you is like, special or nice or amazing or like whatever um or celebrated i was like those are things that like everyone feels like Mm-mm. when women are talking about when women are talking about like you know not adhering or not like it's not that they don't adhere but like not being able to participate in like the beauty standards and how both like that rejection but also that thing that's out of your reach is like so hurtful and like the fact that like you know everything that you do as a woman is preceded by the way that you look it's kind of like and you're constantly teetering on that line of like Mm -hmm. um am i doing the right thing in terms of like appearance am i being pious am i like you know being too much of a slut like blah 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 even if like so many girls right now are like oh yeah i'm a slut and it's like it's like by definition it's like they're so far from that but it's like just because they're not like religious women that like maybe lost their virginity like they're like oh yeah i'm a slut and things like that and i was kind of like at first like i thought it was the idea of like men don't want to like acknowledge that it's their hand that is ultimately like oppressing um these women that like is the reason why we both feel the same way but like in different like mm-hmm. we both feel the same feeling but like for different reasons but then i think now knowing that like one of the one of the f- like dimensions of hegemonic masculinity is literally the subordination of women and the subordination of women like behavior mm-hmm. it makes sense as to why they don't give a fuck that like we feel the same way because ultimately, oh, yeah. like men are not looking for community; they're looking they're for looking control for... and they're looking for individual success. They are looking to be the top boss. You, they're learning yeah. to be that kind of like, and having the whole gender of people literally kind of being raised to be competitors towards each other really benefits a capitalistic society. <laughs> no, dude, all of and that's the thing. <laughs> All of, like, yo, the more I learn about, like, patriarchy, gender roles, capitalism, white supremacy, yo, the the hand-holding. I, I understand what you're saying, but it's, like. It's just, I'm just saying it's super synchronized. Like, it's a little bit too seamless. It's fucking weird. Like. It's it's how to i think the benefit that it has it's it's longevity that these are like systems that were built up since hundreds of years like this kind of mentality i'm Mm -hmm. not gonna lie to you like looking looking at a lot of these systems and a lot of like the ways that these systems work like i'm like you know how like when okay so when i was younger 
and I'm not that old, right? But it's like when I was younger, yeah. I would think about like certain things or like certain laws or like certain conditions of this world. And I would be like, why? How come like XYZ hasn't changed? How come like this is still the same? How come like we're still fighting for like the same things? And it's like now that I've had more time to look into like how those rules, laws, situations, like conditions like come about, I'm like, oh, those these kinds of like systems when you're looking at like something like capitalism and you're like okay i want to be anti-capitalism or whatever it feels like it's airtight it feels like you can't even poke a hole in that like how the fuck do you break out of like capitalism how do you they break out of like hegemonic masculinity breaking holes in it they've started doing that and they started doing and that's why they are so like adamant and so tied up in their bottle and so anti-feminist and so anti-lgbt because the holes that are being popped up are feminism and uh the lgbt i think like the real changes that started happening was definitely like roe v wade honestly because but that's my... when it started happening the women's movement because a lot of this was based on the subordination of women and when the women's movement started happening, the queer movement started going on. And all of these kind of things kind of changed the perspective and gave power to everybody that wasn't the hegemonic man. Because we were finally being respected or respected, quote unquote, or at least seen as people in a more societal sense. Um, but and I, that's how I you break that, but those holes. That's, I feel like that's not as valid seeing as literally as we speak roe v wade has been over yeah i know i that's the whole fucking as point. we speak it got like by hegemonic bastard men and, and i understand what you're it you. seems hopeless but that is how you poke holes it's into not, this vent no you have to you have to embrace that, it <laughs> no this is my thing it's not yeah. that it seems hopeless to me yeah but at the same time it's kind of the idea that like you know, revolutionaries and people that have done like, um, that have been like activists, like social yeah. activists in the past, will always tell you that like meaningful activism comes with a lot of a lot of violence, yeah, and a lot of like death usually, yeah. And what this is like reminding me of is kind of like how you were saying that like, you know, um, you can poke holes. I'm like, it just. I'm just thinking about how, like, in the history of, like, America, there was just, like, a time where, like, Black people were fighting for their rights and Black people were, like, making yeah. headway for themselves and, like, getting economically, like, prevalent and things like that and just being all levels of, like, you know, um, trying their best to, like, strive for, like, a better present and a better future for, like, their communities, for their families, like, things like that. And had just, like, started to have access to maybe like capitalistic like means and then legit Tulsa happened where like the whole mm -hmm. the whole thing was like burnt down it's it's kind of like I I don't mean I don't mean it to come off as like a, oh this is hopeless or whatever but it's more in like a way of like problem solving or puzzle solving how do you how do you i mean history is repeating itself like, to some degree and this is a more modern but that's like the point. repeal of roe v like, wade is a good you, example of that how do uh, you how do you break out of something like or how do you pop a hole in something that ultimately can always like any harm that a marginalized group can do to its oppressor 
its oppressor can inflict that wound like tenfold you get what i'm saying yeah 100 because they're in power and it's like that's what i mean like i don't mean it in like a in like a oh my god like we're never gonna get out of like capitalism or whatever but it's like genuinely how like how how i mean there's always been revolutionaries in history and the oppressed eventually does overtake oppressors and like with the french revolutions and with the royalty and the boot and stuff like that and several like russian revolutions and stuff like that um i think it's like america's really good though at it's i don't know if i i don't know if i fully i don't know if i fully believe that because it's like even in situations where like so i'm thinking about like haiti right a lot of times, or, or, like, I think in the countries of, like, the Caribbeans, like, or the colonized, like, countries mm-hmm. in the Caribbean, I think, um, Haiti was, like, the first one to be, like, bitches, y'all gotta go, you know? Yeah. You need to, like, leave my house, and I'm tired of, like, you know, being colonized or whatever. So then they did, they led a revolution and were freed before, like, any other country was able to, like, do that, right? But it's, like, throughout that process... It's like, yes, France had to leave and like, or the the French had to like leave and go back to their country. But even then, French as a, France as a more powerful country. Than Haiti. Yeah, like imposed this like debt that like Haiti had to like pay to like mm. France, which is still a large reason why like Haiti is like an impoverished country now. Mm. So it's like, yeah, we all get to be free and be like, woohoo, we're not. I mean, like the anymore. Cuban example, and you feel yeah. the you feel the fucking yeah. hold that they have for years. Like, like I was decades. gonna say, I was might as well talk about history because the Cuban example is definitely like it was a communist revolution, um, and Fidel won. I think they got rid of whoever the fuck was in charge. That was like fifty fucking years ago, more mm-hmm. than fifty years. Uh, but because Cuban was a communist revo- revolution, it's like literally 90 miles away from America, uh, the embargoes were placed and it really didn't help out their yeah. <laughs> economics. Uh, so because of that, it always was difficult for Cuba to have its own kind of resources and stuff like that. And, and it didn't also help that Fidel was a shitty leader and was the longest standing dictator in modern history. I think he was a dictatorship for 50 to 60 years. So it was that kind of situation that even though you had your revolution, your leader of the revolution was a bastard. And then they also like other countries who were more powerful still put their fucking tariffs or their embargoes on you. So it's like you revolted and then other people get involved and the people that you revolted Mm -hmm. with turn out to be assholes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I understand what you're saying. It's like you're trying to fight the good fight, and then you get backstabbed by like everybody. <laughs> that's the thing. Like in and a I'm fight where positive. you're like fighting for like, <laughs> like that's the thing. Like in a fight where you're trying to be like humane and like it's kind of like think about like a one-on-one fight. Like you're fighting yeah. somebody and like you know you're like yeah. trying not to like really fight with them or you're trying to like push them off or whatever. But they're like punching you and like kicking you in your gut like they're going for all the low blows like yeah you know you have a dick they go for your dick like they don't give a fuck you know <laughs> like go for that like, dick even... <laughs> and that's the thing it's like when you don't have to worry about like values or stooping too low on like the moral 
you know level or whatever it's like you really have access to like a bunch of like inhumane things that you can do just to keep you know keep your power and keep like your power over like your adversary quote unquote, yeah. like or whatever mm-hmm. um which i think is like that's why it's when we're looking at like the right versus the left it's like the left or at least the way that i see the left the left is like concerned about like human rights and like making mm-hmm. sure that like everyone's good and like everyone's needs are like met and it's a lot more like compassionate and a lot more based on like humanity and it's like the right is like get money um i think you know keep working yeah, I, yeah. no humanity no feelings people are expandable you're like you don't mean anything but at the same time your community doesn't mean anything either like you know it's kind of hard to fight against that on a on a systematic level that's true um how can you fight that on a systematic level the only thing you can do i was gonna say like fighting it systematically is i don't think is going to work at the end of the day simply because the system is built against you but starting one thing like the common person can do is try to like counter these hegemonic ideas and just try to like break them down person by person i mean it's not like ideal but like real change Mm -hmm. is small i'm trying to find this the positive way and i do believe that it's like if we try to like i don't know not like the 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 manosphere leaders but if you mm-hmm. try to target the same people that they're targeting with more of a like compassionate side, that's the whole thing. Like most of them are like blank slates who are depression. It's just it's like they are in like the algorithm sort of directs them uh, to those kind of spheres because they'll put stuff that they will be interested in, like men or gaming and stuff like that. Like most manosphere use gaming references and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and that's how they catch them. So. If we could, like, maybe, like, the left needs to have, like, some sort of, like, gaming cult or something. (laughs) Just to, like, counter it. I think ultimately, like, a cult is... Because, again, the the whole ideas of what the left is standing is, like, The whole idea of the left is not... The problem with the left is it's not homogenous, though. It's a lot of different people trying to just have human rights and the thing is like the right is just yeah, homogenous and you can't make a system out of that you can that's why it's like like a lot of people are liking the idea of not communism but like more community-based governing systems because it's mm-hmm. like it's smaller it's easier uh we're not like that's why kind of like america is more like it's not like one big country but it's like 50 countries um mm-hmm. fighting to win the hunger games or whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> um because like each state in america is like pretty much a different little country with its own laws and shit like that and its own mm-hmm. like society and whatever um so it's very hard to get a consensus altogether. Mm-hmm. um i think that um what I'm trying to get at is like, it's sort of like, you're going to have to like, it's very hard to bait, break a system that's been around. Problem solving cannot happen unless you look at the facts and unless you look at, and the thing is like, if, 
the facts are dire, then that's not negativity. That's just being real because you can only make good solutions based on reality. So to me in my head, like it's not like I'm sitting here and I'm like, oh my God, we're so fucked and everything is so bad and blah, blah, blah. We're never going to be able to break out of this. But it's kind of like, if you're standing in front of like a puzzle, which is like the puzzle is like really difficult and you don't know how to get out of the puzzle, you just start trying to identify certain facts about the puzzle and see Mm -hmm. how you can like, you know, mold it or like fix it or turn it around or like whatever so that you can figure out and out. Like, at least that's my perspective on this whole thing. It's kind of like, and I, and I think like the Mm. conversation, you're like the point that like we were making is that like, ultimately the reason why there's no large reach that the left can have the same way that the right can have it is that a lot of tactics that the right is using are uh they're predatory they you know they you know go for they go for like that that weak spots yeah Yeah, that weak spot um and it pulls you in that way and then like indoctrinates you before you even figure out what the fuck is like going on yeah like they'll grab Um, you in saying that they understand that you're filled pain and they could help you find some sort of meaning in your life while also saying that it's because it's feminism why you're feeling meaningless yeah (laughs) so it's Um, like and it's like it's doing it to a lot of like really young people or like really vulnerable people yeah that don't necessarily have that that thought of like oh like let me think about this a little bit they don't have that discernment that yeah. this, they're that the person that's offering them this delicious candy. Why do they want them to go into their white van? <laughs> yeah, like I remember, like I had. That's a horrible. Oh this reminds me, like I had a therapist once, and yeah. then I was telling her, I was like, yeah, because I think I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm like neurodivergent in some way. Yeah, and I was telling her I was having kind of issues with like. What is it like? I think a little bit of like executive dysfunction, and then she What's was executive like, dysfunction? Oh, yeah. "Executive dysfunction is kind of like you know that like you need to like clean your room, but then you spend oh. like two days deliberating oh. Oh, whether deliberating. you should like, clean your room or not. Yeah, whether you should clean your. It's like a lot of like hesitancy. It's like ah. it's like the limbo state between like okay. recognizing that you need to do something and actually doing it. Um, so it's that. It's kind of like the idea of like you're executing tasks Mm -hmm. is just difficult there's a dysfunction with that idea of executing tasks so i was telling her that and then she she's like my therapist by the way who hi i i at that point had like opened up opened up like two and had told her like a bunch of like my feelings and like whatever and stuff that had happened in my life and then she was like oh yeah well um i i made a planner that would be really great for like what you're what your issues are and then she was like if you go on my website you know you could like purchase the planner and i was like i was like lady there is no way you are telling me to go and buy your planner when i'm already paying for this therapy session and you're telling me that like your planner for purchase is what is going to solve my life okay but it's like that can and the thing is like i know that had i been younger she would have gotten me if you've been more vulnerable yeah i would have gotten got for sure that snake oil i that's so prevalent in this society getting the vulnerable and the thing is like and that puzzle analogy when it comes to like how do we deal with the system is definitely that kind of like it's knowledge and stuff like that because it's like for example 
the right has been like pushing back and banning books, literally fucking banning books, especially like in Texas and stuff on stuff. Mm -hmm. on like critical race theory, which really recontextualizes the history we've been learning in a more racial. I heard a joke. I heard a joke that like critical race theory is just American history. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Everything's racist. (laughs) How, no, our, really is racist. Everybody it's really is like the, the founders in our country owned people. <laughs> it's in our fucking constitution until they said like, JK, um, what I was going to say with the, the critical race theory as an example is the idea of like one way that the powers that be historically has always been to um, sort of like... Mm, profit off of the ignorance of the masses and that's kind of like what the manosphere is kind of low-key doing to like very vulnerable men in this country um very much targeting them without really giving the full picture just telling them like you know you're vulnerable and i have the answer when it's like and i'm your only solution i think it's like we have to make processes or something that kind of like has some form of like outreach that also co- targets that kind of vulnerability but also like points them out it's like hey your solution is not like feminism is easel your solution is like good therapy and like mm-hmm. learning from that and trying to find like like you said like a good example of manhood is sort of like that kind of like dad energy or like supportive male friend energy uh that is sort of like you have the power to be like patients or authority figures because the system was already benefiting from you you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that kind of energy you like an untapped resource <laughs> that's a horrible way to put it but you know what i'm saying like connect with these people that like because already it's like they're being targeted notoriously by the evils but the manosphere mm-hmm. for their own nefarious deed and it's not like oh i don't get why they're doing it's like because it's like they know how to target them they know what to mm-hmm. say they know what to tell they know what to target it's the same kind of like negging kind of techniques like pick up artists youths for vulnerable women they're just using it on vulnerable men and they and they use that fact it's like you're a man you're not vulnerable this is your this is your decision to purchase my (laughs) 10-part program to become Mm -hmm. a better man because Mm -hmm. you're such a good man but uh, but i think too like another thing that i was thinking that like was really because another point that like um we had talked about was like one of those prevalent guys from like the manosphere like yes um, we were like i was telling andrew i was like yeah but some guys have said that like they don't agree with everything that he says but like like that there are some things that like that yeah, he said i've already that, like, told you the with. things they agree with and, the parts of the vulnerability and stuff. no yeah um but then like the point that i was trying to make or that i'm making is that like it's it's the idea that like like something that i was thinking is that ultimately in terms of like i think like manipulation like skills or like when yeah. you want somebody to believe a lie that you're saying yeah you have to infuse it with the truth exactly so it's like if i'm telling you that like i don't, I don't need to give an example of like a lie but it's kind of like you slip in your lie bundled up in truth so when we're looking like you and i were like looking at like clips of this of this guy this manosphere guy like that was giving advice and like whatever and another thing that like at the signifier like pointed out is that a lot of the times 
those men will give really good advice in terms of like how to dress better, mm-hmm. how to get like better confidence as a man, yeah. how to capitalize on like, you know, how to how to um improve in terms of like your careers, like what skill to what skills to get, like where to go um in terms of like how to like just how to participate how to be like a better person under like capitalism kind of like that vibe and under like this current like beauty standard and things like that and then infused in that they slip in like this kind of like by the way women suck by the way women are the reasons for like all of your issues by the way you can't show your feelings you can't be feminine feminine femininity is like the devil and will kill us all just just a heads up but also, this is how you do your hair if you want to look really nice. It, they like I think one of the manosphere men is like advice was like you know, in society, doesn't necessarily value you unless a man unless you're like a workhorse energy. While in society, you know, quote unquote, they value women more because of like they're considered like the desired thing in this mm-hmm. patriarchal society. Yeah, no, they dude, definitely um, like he- point being- hegemonic femininity. Um, like being gentle, compassionate, mm-hmm. emotional, and dependent are characteristics of hegemonic femininity. Mm-hmm. That's nuts. I didn't even know that was a thing. Mm-hmm. And it was definitely this idea, like the, the advice would be like infusing like those capitalistic patriarchal ideas because it's like, they're not wrong. If you want to thrive in this sort of like rat race, yeah, for sure. you have to like play that game. You have to like be the workhorse and know how to properly dress for a proper ex- like they're really good for exercise techniques and stuff like that mm-hmm. they do but the thing is is like it is true that like you know the, they put the poison in like subtle amounts when they're giving you the kool-aid you know they just think, a drop yeah here mm-hmm. like they'll start off like saying like they won't like usually the starter courses are not like immediately telling you like oh it's women's fault but mm-hmm. It's definitely this kind of idea of, like, you don't need a woman to feel uh, Mm -hmm. complete. And then they sort of, like, it's very common with every other kind of cults. They do it with Scientology. They did it with Jehovah Witnesses. (laughs) It's that idea of, like, to get your people, to get your your cash cows, you're going to have to give them, like, what they want to hear. Yeah. And then sort of, like, direct them slightly to the thing because what they want to hear is like you know for a typical masculine man how to get like more muscular or how to be more like confident in their own body you know Mm -hmm. how to be dressed more appropriately or work with their own figure like some of these men do give out like dressing advice and what properly to tailor their clothes and stuff like that Mm -hmm. you know advice that most men in general are looking for it's just annoying it's like it's like a pop-up link of what you're looking for, but then then it did immediately directs you to like a very <laughs> a bad site of site with mm-hmm. like a Trojan or like malware. So mm-hmm. it's that kind mm-hmm. of energy. Like you're looking for this, but the only that's honestly, it's like that's the kind of like vibe it is when you wanted to try to like try to find like advice for men. Like you know when you Google something and like always the first ten results and something is the ads and you're like oh I, I googled the wrong thing. <laughs> this is well, what I, I have an ad blocker, so no. Ah, uh, I don't. That bullshit does not get to me. Yeah, good for you. You see, that's because you're a feminist and you <laughs> you block out that bullshit. But I, no, I, I don't. Um, but it's that kind of energy of like you're trying to search for like a solution for something and like every mm-hmm. option is like an ad to a website that isn't really what you're looking for. 
And that's kind of mm-hmm. like what the manosphere is. It's like they're trying to look for confidence as a man. Like that specific term of Googling, confidence as a man is going to lead you to a manosphere person. Because mm-hmm, that's the only mm-hmm. people out there when you're looking for that specific like idea. There no, is it. Dude. Yeah. There was like this one guy. <laughs> there's, I'm um, so, um, I've mentioned her before, but there's a sexologist that I follow in. Like, I appreciate her content so yeah. much. Um, so again, her name her name is Shan Boudram, mm-hmm. um, but she did a video like a collaboration with Kevin Samuels. And the thing is, um, blissfully up until that point, I had no idea who Kevin Samuels was. I don't know who Kevin her. Samuels is. Well, so he's like a Jordan Peterson, but like for the black community. Okay. Um. So then. Oh, a Jordan Peterson um, for the black community. Oh my god. Yeah, like <laughs> it's probably a little bit like less extreme. But for the black community, like, yeah. Like it took so me for a like, second like and then older... like connect the dot. Like who's Jordan Peter? All that bastard. <laughs> yeah, he's like a he's like an older version of like the manosphere kind of. That's what Jordan Peterson like, is. Like yeah, again, exactly. another person that does that kind of like advice. Yeah. Like, yeah. But then also yeah. throws in it's like it's the left and the feminist's fault. I'm like, okay. So blissfully up until that point. I had never known or found out or even like accidentally seen any of like his controversial like convert like topics or like videos or anything like that. And then um, I see and then even then, like I watched um, her collaboration like with him. And to be honest, like he didn't really seem like he was like that great of like a conversationalist. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize at the time because, again, the sexologist that I follow, she's very progressive. Like Mm -hmm. she it's just like she's just very progressive and it's very like you know career woman like she has like um she's very one of the pillars of like her relationship with like with her husband is like mutual respect Mm -hmm. and mutual access to everything yeah so it's like if they're it's kind of like oh if you get this opportunity then naturally i get this opportunity and vice versa Mm -hmm. so it's like their thing is like based on like equal partnership and like respect which is like you know very just progressive yeah by like society's like definition yeah, i know like equal um, partnership that's so great <laughs> i know right um but it's like based on that the very thing that like kevin samuels has historically supported is completely opposite to that so when i was watching their interview i was like okay this guy isn't really into it or like whatever um that's kind of weird and i just clicked off come to find come to find out like he passed away like recently like i think a month or two ago yeah he passed away um and i think it was like due to like health reasons i don't remember Mm. but like so many people were like just the stuff that like he would say was both like helpful but then also the way that he would talk about like women or the way that he Mm. would just talk about women to women or talk about women to men was just so fucked up but then at the same time it's like i knew him from like that perspective and like that's mostly the the videos that i saw were like people like criticizing him for like what he said but the amount of people that also were like devastated by that loss was also like very alarming because it was like there was like a like there's a big group of people that like genuinely think that he helped them and mm. genuinely um you know think that like he made them like better and things like that and it's like to a certain degree it's like better under like in this context defines on like depends on like how you define it right but it's like 
a lot of those people, it's like if you're trying to, like you were saying, if you're trying to be better or perform better or be like a good player for like capitalism or whatever, those people are great. If you're trying to be like, you know, a great performer of like um, the patriarchy and like heteronormative like behaviors and like gender roles, those people are like great to like follow. Mm -hmm. But then ultimately like, and again, like this is another thing that you had said like when we talked about it, but it's like those being, like we all know at this point that like being a cog and the capitalism machine is not fulfilling. It doesn't lead you anywhere. It doesn't do anything for you. So it's like, but it, it, that kind of advice, it's almost like when you feel unfulfilled, like those same gurus and like peoples and like leaders and stuff like that, they'll say like, oh, it's because you're not doing enough. It's because you haven't yeah. peaked yet. You need to trust the process or like whatever. And then it just creates like this yeah. continuous like well, race. Yeah, 100%. I also wanted to add that, and this is, again, what I said earlier about the feeling on, like, the left. Because if you are a man, and this goes back to the Google thing, the problem is, is, like, a lot of... I'm not surprised that so many people found inspiration on... um, What was the guy's name that passed away? Kevin Samuels. Kevin Samuels. Kevin Samuels, like, passing and stuff like that, even though he's, like, misogynistic and stuff like that, it's because it's, like, most self-help men stuff, like, if you're going to define self-help men specifically, is in the manosphere. They have a monopoly on that shit. Like, all examples that I have of, like, inspirational people that, for me, are not straight men. They're contrapoints, um... But, you know, it's like they're queer, they're trans, they're generally not masculine men. But if you're a straight man and you want a straight man for advice on any kind of thing in this kind of field, they're in the manosphere. And that's just how it is, the systems that be. So it's like, there is, that's what I mean, that the, there's no place for a man on the left or feminism because it's like, there isn't a specific person that I could point to that is like, giving out good advice for like straight men that doesn't lead down them to the, like the alt-right pipeline i can't i don't i can't think of one if you can please please actually if you anybody like, out FD there signifier FD signifier. <laughs> well it's not it's not i don't i don't know that it's like advice as much as like it was like, like, like the thing is like it's not advice it's exposition um yeah yeah I think there there isn't like there isn't somebody who's like giving out like good self-help advice without adding a little bit of misogyny in there for men, for straight men. And that what it comes down to at the end of the day. And th that's where it comes down to the end of the day. They're the only ones when you look it up. They're the only ones that are, are there talking about it. Every man that has any kind of self-help is kind of misogynistic. Probably because it's like there isn't, I don't know, is it because it's more profitable or something? That I don't really know why. Why there isn't any like left-leaning inspirational man that gives out good advice? But you have to think about like what that left-leaning man would like advertise. It would be like, oh yeah, they could still uh, do the lose... same thing: good dressing, working out techniques, and confidence, and then also promoting like the importance of like therapy and the importance of feminism and stuff like that. You could easily do that <laughs> okay, and be but a straight man. <laughs> a I agree. I agree. <laughs> but you also have to think about the receiving audience. Oh, yeah. Like, 
who's gonna buy the book of like oh this guy's like it's gonna sound like oh you like feminism and you like dressing well oh just say that you're gay you're not straight like, <laughs> and we then, don't know and, how that goes yeah, like we all know how it's that, that goes. it's like you have to think about like how it's gonna be received but i th- i think too like at the end of the day it's just i i think like it, it is nefarious again, Effie signifier that like said this but it's like ultimately what it comes down to is like even the promises of feminism do not compare to the promises of the patriarchy and yeah. hegemonic masculinity and yeah. that's just what it comes down yeah. to yeah it's like at it's, the end of the day if you want to win the game you're gonna have to be part of the patriarchy if you're a straight man mm-hmm. that is the only option and for it's you. like when <laughs> when you don't participate it's like it's that feeling of like you get ridicule from like mm-hmm. everywhere and then on top of it like i would say even like I guess, like, one of the saving graces of, like, being a woman, surprisingly, is that, like, at least right now, like, there's a movement where it's, like, it's, like, self-love and, like, mm-hmm. self-care and, like, whatever. And no matter how shallow those those movements are, like, when you first get into them, it's still, like, a certain movement for, like, prioritizing yourself and yeah. prioritizing the way that you feel about yourself and generally seeing yourself, like, in a positive light. I think what is messed up with, like, guys is that there's no there's no mechanism nope. for a man to find value to to how is it to identify his own value like for himself by himself exactly like it's like it's own it's that you're being it's either that you're being evaluated by the by the patriarchy and your performance under the patriarchy or you just don't matter or you yeah. fade into the background exactly. or you don't get like anything that you want you know and that's why these that's why they we lead to so many like these issues of like shooters or like the suicide rates and all that kind of stuff it's like that kind of thing there isn't any like universal safe Mm -hmm. mechanism for straight men in this current landscape Mm -hmm. uh and it's like like genuinely that isn't mm-hmm. that is specifically for a straight man to make them a better person without them drinking the misogyny Kool Aid. So I, I don't. I'm. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Um. I mean. So I mean, closing words. Closing uh, words. This is getting very long. But <laughs> what I wanted to say is that I wanted to check out um, two books by Bell Hooks. Okay. Um, so one of the books that I, um, and okay, actually I'll look at bell hooks because do you know, do you know who bell hooks is? Nope. You know, I don't know anybody. Like, that is okay. I that's am. Fine. We're going to learn today together. Um, so. Oh yes. Gloria you brought Jean me about them. Watkins, just, yes. 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 Better known by her pen name. Bell hooks was an American author and social activist who was distinguished professor in residence at B- Berea mm-hmm. College. She is best known for her writings on race, feminism, and class. So, um, she has two books that I, um, I mean, she has many books, but there are two books of hers that I want to check out. Um, and I started All About Love, and the other one is The Will to Change, um, Men, Masculinity, and Love. So, obviously, The Will to Change, uh, Men, Masculinity, and Love, like, I want to read that within this context of the manosphere for mm-hmm. obvious reasons. But I think the book that she had like all about love, um, in a in a very woo-woo, <laughs> woo-woo, <laughs> woo-woo way, um, I think a lot of this systemic oppression, like the 
the opposite or maybe the remedy of those things is just leading life by like love and compassion mm -hmm. and like prioritizing community which is like the most woo woo thing like ever like the most Ooh, girl like, i love this woo is a new noms <laughs> honestly woo noms is a higher being <laughs> i appreciate honestly i agree too it's this idea of like what i was saying before like the community sense of governing is probably going to be mm -hmm. the the outcome of all of this inevitably no, for sure. Um, for sure yeah so it's definitely that because that's the whole thing the the real issue about it is that the systems that be isolate these men these boys target them and then indoctrinate them when they try to look for help and specifically yeah. when they try to look for help yeah. um that's how they end up in like circles where they are the incel circles that's where they end up in the manosphere when they're looking for help they're looking for people yeah. that they could relate to and then they end up in that circles mm -hmm, and then mm -hmm. they start doing bad things so no, it's, I agree. It's like almost like vulnerability in men is severely punished to the point that they yeah. get indoctrinated. So yeah, because mm. it's so hush hush. Oh, a hundred percent hush hush. It's a cult, low key. It's more mm -hmm. like mm, keep the secret. Don't tell them about what the writings tell you. <laughs> um, um. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I think the other thing too. Yeah. I don't mind having a conversation about this kind of stuff but like maybe a difficult conversation yeah which i think is really helpful because a lot of this stuff the the hush hush kind of like mentality is how it gets perpetuated throughout exactly. generations that is 100 percent like how it is yeah like, this is supposed to be between boys and the girls don't need to know yeah and already men and boys don't talk that much At to all. each other in exactly. the first place so exactly yeah <sighs> So yeah, um, I think my final words, I just hope that I made sense of the manosphere to all the audience. And if my explanations mm -hmm. made sense, if it doesn't, mm -hmm. please. Uh, Let us know. Please uh, leave comments or on our Instagram. actually, <laughs> the way if that we're you all don't understand, chilling. yeah, it's like, <laughs> if you don't understand, like, you know, what Andrew was talking about, I think um, FD signifiers, like, dissecting the manosphere. Oh, yes video would put a lot of this like in in context mm -hmm. um and is a really really great video if you're trying to understand like the range of like let's say the manosphere mm -hmm. um yeah so yeah um and if yeah. you're looking for good advice as a straight man or as a man in general look up women let's be honest look up contrapoints look up <laughs> contrapoints did a it's whole video true. on men like the good advice, looking at trans women for some reason, <laughs> and other, uh, or like trans men too, like, uh, like I think oh. like Alexander or something like that, who's a non-binary person, is somebody I follow, Alexander. Uh, like looking at the queer community in general, because we are the kind of like the rejects in this hegemonic masculinity, hegemonic femininity world. And us trying to like make sense of it, really like that what's helped me out. Trying to take a more philosophical, more like outward looking in lens in this whole like well, I, think too, I don't feel like a great man mentality really helps. I mean, I I feel I I feel too that like in a lot of situations where it's like oppressor versus the oppressed, it's in the best interest of the oppressed to study their oppressor so much that like they can almost predict their behavior. Yeah. So it's like a lot of times, like that's why 
um a lot of queer people are so informed about like oh yeah you're you know, gonna learn more about like like straight yeah because it's like we have to it's built in the dynamic you know what it is it's definitely like in the okay oppressor and oppressed but it's also it's like we're like it's the queer community sometimes they're like scientists looking at like the test subjects looking and it's like oh this is what they're deciding to do in a more positive light where we're in the power which i decide to do <laughs> but it is if you really want good advice when it comes to like straight if you're straight if you're somehow here in the wrong place you probably are learning more about straight well, culture than in your straight place. place honestly it is true because the way that like queer uh and lgbt like uh essayists and stuff like that are much more in tuned with straight culture than God, straight culture so themselves they're so honestly good. well straight culture doesn't have to be aware of itself yeah it's it very much is operating on vibes alone so yep <laughs> vibes and oppression vibes and oppression truly a wonderful cocktail <laughs> so yeah i think this is going to be a very hearty episode hopefully it's uh it comes off like coherent and informative. Mm. Uh yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. I don't know. This is gonna be a have a hefty one. Uh this was fun. Uh in a in informative deep dive kind of way. Yeah. So see you guys next time. Mm. Goodbye. Bye. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Queer Perspective. We would love some feedback. So please leave reviews wherever you're listening to this podcast or on Instagram at Queer Perspective Pod. Thank you.